Hello, and welcome to Tea Time with Tinder Dates, where we ask random people the hard questions. I'm your host, Fiona Allgaier, and today I have with me a special guest from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Hunter Smith, welcome to this episode. Thank you, Fiona. I'm excited to be here. Today we'll be discussing conspiracy theories, whether they are the bane of our existence or something you come up with in your mom's basement. I first want to go into conspiracy theories as a whole and why they exist. As Hyder states in his article, The Psychology of Interpersonal Relations, finding casual explanations for events is a core part of building up a stable, accurate, and internally consistent understanding of the world. So, do we use them to better understand the lives we are living, or do we hate not having an answer for everything? Hunter, what is your viewpoint on why conspiracy theories exist? That is a great question, Fiona. I often find myself dipping my feet into the deep waters of conspiracy theories quite often, as for they have always been a topic of interest for me. I believe that conspiracy theories exist because there are so many events that have outcomes that simply do not satisfy the psychological needs for many people. Conspiracy theories can easily become an addiction for people because of the infinite possibilities of what could have actually happened during a specific event, but it may seem as if world leaders or certain people choose to hide the truth from the public. So you too believe that they are necessary for people to continue through life and have answers? Whitson and Galinsky also relate to your understanding in their article, Lacking Control Increases Illusionary Pattern Perception. They claim that conspiracy theories appear to provide broad, internal, consistent explanations that allow people to preserve beliefs in the face of uncertainty and contradiction. In keeping with this analysis, research suggests that belief in conspiracy theories is stronger when the motivation to find patterns in the environment is experimentally heightened. So, Hunter, do you think that this, that, that due to this necessity of patterns and answers that conspiracy theories are inevitable? Even if we were to shut them all down and say no more, that humans would eventually find their way back to creating scenarios to give them that peace of mind? Well, Fiona, just like with anything in this world, if there are no answers provided to the public, people will begin to seek out the answers on their own. It is a simple fact that most humans cannot psychologically go without the answers that they need in some shape or form. If you think about it, a conspiracy theory can really be created from anything. When I talk about this topic, I really like to think about the government. If all these conspiracy theories in the world were all of a sudden shut down or resolved, that is just a gate to an even bigger conspiracy theory. The most dangerous question in the world is one simple word, why? There are so many secrets and answers that the government withhold from the public, but it is generally for a reason. Unless you have a lot of political power in this world, it is almost impossible to find the real truth about many questionable events. Conspiracy theories are impossible to avoid due to the simple fact that humans will always find a way to question everything in the world, unless we are brainwashed to not do so, of course. So you're almost incorporating behavioralism into this where we have been conditioned to wanting answers due to the lack thereof of them. It's as if you claim the government is conditioning you inadvertently to wonder more and more because they hold so much from us. Van Prugen and Acker in their article, The Influence of Control on Belief in Conspiracy Theories, directs their views in the same way by explaining that experiments have shown that compared to baseline conditions, conspiracy beliefs are heightened when people feel unable to control outcomes and is reduced when their sense of control is affirmed. This plays into your belief that a loss of control is really what many of these theories stem from. A hot topic we've all been hearing about in today's news are the conspiracy theories behind the United States government, especially when concerning COVID and the COVID vaccine. So let me ask you, Hunter, are you getting the vaccine and why or why not? 
Behaviorism is exactly what I'm talking about here. Since the beginning of time, humans have been programmed to question the reality of things and how the world works. The government is actually incredibly smart for never attempting to shut down all the world's conspiracy theories because as long as they can keep people questioning the past or keep people stuck on a certain event, it takes the attention off of what is currently going on. The COVID vaccine is definitely a hot topic right now and it's full of small conspiracies and to answer your question, I will not be getting the COVID vaccine. Well, not soon at least. There are so many unknowns about the vaccine currently and no vaccine has been fully FDA approved. Certain vaccines may have met a number of requirements, but none have fully been cleared as 100% safe and worry-free. As you may have heard, there are many side effects that vary from person to person when receiving this vaccine, and that is not something that I'm willing to roll the dice with yet. I also believe that the COVID vaccine is just a way for certain political parties to gain leverage and suppress the freedoms of those who choose not to get it. The vaccine is not a one-time vaccine, and those who receive this vaccine must be revaccinated again and again, just like, well, the flu shot. And you don't see stores and events telling people you can't come in if you don't have the flu shot, do you? With an extremely low fatality rate, and it's even lower than many of your common illnesses, I will be easily avoiding this vaccine unless it is physically shoved into my body. I can understand how the vaccination can be extremely daunting, especially with no FDA approval. I find it fascinating that they're only allowed to push out this vaccination due to the fact that we're in a state of emergency. And if that were to be lifted, well, the vaccination would have to come to a halt until approved by the FDA. Do you believe that the government is not lifting the state of emergency so that we can continue to distribute the vaccination out at massive quantities? I do believe that is true, yes. With COVID dying down and many states lifting mask mandates with no spikes of COVID cases, it is very clear that we are not in a state of emergency anymore. In the beginning of the pandemic, I would have completely agreed with trying to push for a vaccine because it was needed, but now it is almost as if it's too late. There is no reason for the government to try and force a vaccine that is no longer needed. There is no longer an emergency requirement for those who choose to get the vaccine. With that being said, there should be no punishment or restrictions for those who choose to not receive the vaccine. If you choose to get it, then good for you, but do not try and suppress the freedoms of those who don't. That is almost infringing on your personal rights. Interesting ideas to think about. Going back to the actual conspiracy theory of the vaccination, do you believe that many don't want to get the vaccination, not because they're not safe due to the lack of FDA approval, but due to the new rising theory that the government is trying to microchip us? In addition, do you think that as outlandish as that theory seems, many people tag along and agree that it is happening due to being alienated and left out? Abalakina Papa had an interesting thought that these theories are a cause of the feeling of alienation and anomia, a feeling of personal unrest and lack of understanding of the social world with which they are correlated. Do you think that many people don't believe in these conspiracy theories but follow them due to once again the loss of control or just wanting to fit in during the times of uncertainty? It almost gives them a sense of belonging when the world no longer makes sense in their minds. When it comes to the government trying to microchip us through the vaccination, I believe that is kind of a stretch. I definitely wouldn't put it under them, but the chances are slim in my opinion. First of all, the needles used to vaccinate are too small to push any kind of microchip through. I also don't believe that the government would take the chance with that because can you imagine the uproar that would happen if someone found out that they had a microchip placed in their body without permission? People would go crazy and instantly come after the government, and I just don't think that is a route or risk that the government is willing to take, especially in the current time due to Joe Biden's struggle to even execute the plans he said he would. This whole microchip conspiracy theory is a big one that has many followers, but I do think that many of the people involved with this theory don't truly believe in it. 
but instead just want a voice to rise in opposition to the vaccine. And what better way to do that than telling a bunch of patriots that the vaccine is a way for the government to take control over us. But, I mean, in conclusion, no, I just can't see the government taking that risk when they are already weak and straddling the fence of a failed government. It's good to see that some part of humanity still has some faith in our government. <laughs> now, a different aspect of the conspiracy theory, even having to do with the vaccine, group settings obviously make it more enticing. These people that create these groups, whether that be on social media or back-channel chat logs, do they also do it because they're insecure in themselves? Bear with me on these names. Chikoka? Marchalowska and Golek de Zavala in their article, Does Self-Love or Self-Hate Predict Conspiracy Beliefs? Narcissism, Self-Esteem, and the Endorsement of Conspiracy Theories touched on this topic and said that we can expect conspiracy theorists to be particularly appealing to people who find the positive image of their self or in-group to be threatened. Are these conspiracy theories kept alive because people can't find it inside of themselves that they are enough? It gets deep here and maybe more emotional than people are willing to lead on. Maybe this is why these conspiracy theories circle on the internet and in dark places on the web, because those circling them are hiding themselves behind the theories. I definitely think that hiding themselves is a big part of being able to keep the fire burning on these theories. I don't partake in these theories and I would like to consider myself a pretty happy guy who is genuinely happy with who he is and the way his life is going. But I think that if those, those things weren't the case, and yeah, I definitely would hide behind my computer screen and band together with these people who have the same views. I think that maybe a lack of friends would also put me to do this because I would be able to emotionally relate to these others almost as loners or what society would consider losers. And they are, as you said in the beginning of the podcast, stuck in their parents' basement. Do I think that all of them struggle with some sort of mental barrier? Maybe not, but you never quite know because uh, who else also has time for all of that? I would, who has time to surf the web for hours and keeping up with chatbots? I'm a full-time student and work a job part-time, so any free time is either spent eating or sleeping, not diving into conspiracy theories on the internet. Well, now we're going to go into a couple of questions that viewers have submitted into the show, kind of like Minute Math or Impromptu Questions and Answer Game. Is that okay with you? Yes. Yeah, okay, so do you think that the government is trying to take control over us? I mean, to a certain aspect, yes, but also to a certain degree, no. I do believe the government would like control over its citizens a lot more than they currently have, and I do believe they will go to certain extents to achieve that control. But with certain conspiracy theories that I've heard, such as, like like I said before, the microchip, that's that's a little bit of a stretch. But there are also many other ways the government can take control of its citizens through political statements and political standpoints. But other than that, I don't really think there's any harmful ways or, you know, inhumane or unethical ways that the government would try to take over its citizens and take control of them. But it's definitely not a question to put in the backpack and stow away for a while. So then, do you think that maybe one of the ways that they're trying to deter us or or maybe even kind of control us is creating these conspiracy theories themselves? Do you think that they're responsible for anything that comes out in this world as something outlandish and, and weird because they don't want us to understand the true reason behind it? Oh, well, absolutely. Like I said before, previously when we were talking, is that these conspiracy theories are a way for the government to almost sidetrack us and, you know, take the attention away from what's actually happening or what actually happened in that event. 
So by creating these conspiracy theories, it kind of just lets the human mind wander off and, you know, think of all these events of what could have happened. Okay, hey, this makes a little more sense than what they're saying. But in reality, we're not even close to what actually happened. So, I mean, when thinking about that, yes, I do believe conspiracy theories are, in fact, a way for the government to, you know, just kind of hide in the shadows for a little while while the people, you know, wander off in their own imaginations while they can think of another way to cover up what happened. I think that's interesting. I think that maybe that aspect has not been discovered enough or looked into enough by people because they're so they're so quick to assume that the government wouldn't push that out. You know, they they assume that a conspiracy theory is the answer, but they don't think to themselves maybe the government is giving them that answer. That's an interesting thought. So then let me ask you, why do you think that you've never gotten on board with conspiracy theories? Well, getting on board with conspiracy theories is kind of like a even topic for me because there are some conspiracy theories that I, in fact, have read about and be like, hey, that makes sense. But also at the same time, these conspiracy theories are like I said before, just a way to keep our minds off of what actually happened. And so conspiracy theories to me are just kind of like, it's like a drug almost. It's like an addiction. Once you get involved with so many conspiracy theories, you just, you want to keep going. You want to keep relaying over into other conspiracy theories because you say, hey, well, if I think about this and, you know, this is, this is crazy. Like this could have actually happened and they might be right. What else could, what else could I be right about? Or, you know, what else is the government wrong about? So relapsing over to the conspiracy theory again it's just you know it's like an idea it's like a drug so conspiracy theories there's just something i try to avoid but at the same time they're almost impossible to avoid so then let me ask you this going off that how do you keep yourself from diving into an almost mole hole you know like barreling down into the depths of the the internet how do you how do you prevent yourself from getting too deep well a big thing for me that prevents me and allows me to stop myself from diving into these conspiracy theories is majority of conspiracy theories are have a lot to do with politics and a lot of political events and political statements that take place that people build these conspiracy theories off and i myself try to be as far away from politics as i can because politics is really what destroys our world so when diving into politics and these conspiracy theories they're pretty much like a divider between can be between races can be between the way people think or anything like that. So conspiracy theories are just a, you know, just a big thing to avoid. And, you know, me avoiding politics as much as I can really helps with that. That definitely is an interesting view. So then let me get into this. Do you think that conspiracy theories are harmful to society? Oh, I mean, absolutely. To a certain degree, conspiracy theories, they take people's minds and throw them off the edge of a cliff and like make them question what actually happened. And so, I mean, when it comes to being bad for, I guess, psychological health in some people, absolutely. Because there's these conspiracy theorists that, you know, they dedicate their lives to this. And, you know, they hide away in a little hole just trying to prove the world wrong or trying to prove the government wrong. When, in fact, sometimes these conspiracy theories are theories for a reason. Because sometimes there's no there's no back door to these events. So that what they said happened actually happened. But us as humans, you know, we're just psychologically trained to think and ask questions. So, I mean, when it comes to the mental health of people, I wouldn't say conspiracy theories are necessarily a negative thing, but they can definitely have negative effects on people if they're, you know, abused or, you know, just 
let them consume your life. Because, you know, it's always it's always a good thing to ask questions because the more questions you ask, the more you learn. And that's just something I really promote. That's one thing that, you know, I've always seen as a positive aspect, especially going through school. You know, when you ask questions, you learn more that you didn't know before. But at the same time, you know, conspiracy theories, it's just it's, it's very easy to be consumed by the world of conspiracy theories. So I would just, you know, it's definitely can't be negative. So when do you think that conspiracy theories will become dangerous and and what do you think we should do to shut them down? How do you think we should go about making sure that they don't become dangerous or if they were to ever become dangerous, we make sure that we protect the people? Well, when talking about conspiracy theories becoming dangerous, I believe that they can become dangerous at any moment. It just depends on who the conspiracy theory is about or what event it's talking about. So, for instance, like if you take a very powerful political leader or a very powerful world leader and there's a conspiracy theory about him, of course, it can get quite dangerous because these powerful people don't want their name just thrown around in the dirt or, you know, they don't want to be accused of something that didn't happen. So when these conspiracy theories begin to take place about powerful people, they're going to do everything in their power to shut it down. And that's when things can get quite dangerous because people, we don't like to be shut down necessarily because, I mean, that's. That's obvious in today's world, because if we'd like to be shut down, we would just be like, okay, do whatever you want. But that's not the case. So it's, it's, it's very easy for conspiracy theories to become dangerous, but it's not a matter of like when they become dangerous. It's just a matter of who allows them to become dangerous, because it can happen at any time. It's not necessarily a designated time frame or, you know, there's not a time in the world like hey in 20 years you know this just can't be happening it's just all a matter of what event it is and who's the person behind the conspiracy theory so how would you go about protecting people from these conspiracy theories and then and the harmful effects that come from them what would you do to stop these conspiracy theories if you could stop them at all i mean if i could stop them at all would conspiracy theory, i mean technically that's just can't really happen but at the same time, the best piece of advice I can give, can give to people to avoid, you know, the dangerous aspect of it is to just try your best to stay away from political conspiracy theories because that's when the whole power craving and everything gets involved. And if you're involved in conspiracy theories that are about, you know, say UFOs or, you know, things like that, that's that's okay because you don't really have to worry about that getting into a dangerous, you know, a dangerous time unless you're like one of those people that are trying to break into Area 51 to figure out what's happening, because that's, that's crazy. You're asking to get shot there. But, you know, as long as you just stay away from political... I mean, if you can avoid conspiracy theories as a whole, yeah, go for it. But, you know, I just really would veer away from political and world problems when it comes to uh, conspiracy theories. That's the best way to prevent it from becoming dangerous to you. Great. And do you think that... At any point in time, conspiracy theories will end. Do you think it takes a certain amount of knowledge from the U.S. government that's given to us or a certain amount of files that are declassified? Or, or do you think that conspiracies won't end? Or, or do you think that maybe even if the government were to tell us everything and anything, no matter how harmful it might be, the conspiracy theories still won't end because maybe we've already lost enough trust in the government that when they come and give us the truth, we can't accept it? Oh, well, 100%, in my opinion, conspiracy theories will absolutely never end. And like I said previously in this podcast that, you know, we're programmed to ask questions. Is We're programmed to ask, why did this happen? So 
no matter what, the government, they can, you know, settle certain conspiracy theories. Yeah, some of them may be relieved from our minds, you know, like, hey, we finally got the answer to that. But until time ends and there's still people in this world making decisions, there's there, there are always going to be questions. There's never going to be an instance where people stop asking questions on how something happened, why something happened, who did this, you know, why do they do that? So, you know, unless... I mean, there really is no unless. The conspiracy theories just will never end. As long as questions are able to be asked and, you know, there's other events that, you know, people think that could have happened to cause that event to happen, you know, it's just, it's never going to end, ever. So conspiracy theories are just something that's always going to, they're always going to be around no matter what. That's really interesting to hear. Well, thank you so much, Hunter. Our time is almost up, so I wanted to thank you for being a part of this episode, and I hope our viewers out there have a true understanding of your beliefs now. Oh, absolutely. I had a blast, you know, and anytime I get to talk about certain things like this, you know, I just always enjoy it because, you know, you never know if you're helping someone or, you know, you never know if you're giving people information that they never knew before because when I come on things like this, I like to think of myself, you know, as a chance to educate people and, you know, just take the relief off of some people. Great. Well, thank you all for joining us on another episode of Tea Time with Tinder Dates, where we ask random people the hard questions. I'm your host, Fiona Allgaier, and remember to pour the milk before adding your sugar.